2: and welcome
1: to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems to fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. With me, as always, is my brother Quentin. Today, we are finally talking about Radiohead. I don't know if we have... I mean, surely we have mentioned Radiohead at least once in an episode. Um, but we haven't really um, talked about them in depth at all. Uh, so it was bound to happen eventually. Uh, so we are starting with, of course, OK Computer, which came out in 1997. Um, and it's sort of the, the album that... Uh, that made them who they are today, right? Would you say that's accurate, Q?
3: So here's the deal, bro. I f- I feel I'm, I'm hesitant to to admit this. I've never listened to the Bins, and I have some some friends of mine that are fans of Radiohead that that were shocked when I told them that. Um,
1: but yeah, well, I mean, look, I, uh, I think I think you 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 would recognize. Fake plastic trees, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would recognize "High and Dry,"
4: probably. Um,
1: but, I mean, look, I, I'll I'll say, the same for me. I've I've, I listened. I, I t- honestly, today, is the first day that I actually sat down and listened to the entire album. I went through and listened to Pablo Honey, and then I listened to the Bends all the way through. Nice. Uh, because I wanted to, I wanted to have an idea of sort of where they came from before okay. they did "OK Computer," because. It is such a huge um, change that th- that happens on OK Computer,
3: and it's it's a, you're talking. Okay, so let's just acknowledge the fact that we're jumping the gun again, like we always do when we're when we're covering a, an artist that we're super super excited about. Um, so let's what it, <laughs> do you want to do? You want to dive into our Watcher Hertz first? Because I don't even know if we should get into the history of Radiohead. But like okay, all right, because you know okay. So so OK computers their third full length album. They had Pablo Honey before that came out in '93. The Bins came out in '95, and then OK Computer came out in '97, right? Yes, so yeah, that's, that's right. So that's every two years they're they're spitting out albums, and they kind of got popular with Pablo Honey because of their single uh, "Creep." Their single "Creep." Um,
1: yeah, uh, "Creep." I think is. It, it's their first single that that put them on the charts. It was a top 40 hit on the UK charts.
3: Yeah. It, it helped them sell about, uh, about 800,000 copies of that album.
1: Yeah. And to this day, uh, you know, it is, you know, probably, I would say it might be their still their most recognized song, like to the, to the masses, you know, to the mainstream. Like this is the song.
3: This is a song that you could still hear on the radio.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. So we'll get okay. We'll get into that because there is creep. Really, really is responsible for what went on to become like Radiohead making um, the more uh, taking risks and 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 making the music that they wanted to make because they had such uh, success with Creep. The label sort of let them be a little bit more creative. With what they did on the next album, because they weren't in debt to the album or to the label, because Creep helped make uh, Pablo Honey, uh, you know, successful as far as numbers, selling, uh, making money, right? So anyway, yeah, let's let's just pause there because it's a good pausing spot. So we'll pick that up in a second. Let's do uh, our weekly segment, what you heard, where we talk about a song uh, that we may have stumbled upon or listened to uh, in the past week, ideally. Uh, that's not always the case, but, Q, it sounds like you actually do have a a legitimate what you heard, in the sense that you yes. heard this song for the first time this no, no, week, no. or you just right. heard it.
3: So here's the deal, bro. Let's admit something to ourselves and to our dear listeners. Uh, when we first started out with this podcast, we wanted to have this segment as a legitimate hey here's what we heard this last couple weeks in between recording these episodes this is something that I heard within this time frame but I feel like over time we kind of used this segment to just play similar artists to the band that we're covering
1: right yeah but I mean sometimes you know we were listening to those artists in preparation for the episode yeah. yeah,
3: so okay, this is a legitimate what you heard, bro, bro. Um, and here's the story. So, because I know you've heard this song, uh, so I was hanging out in West Seattle uh, yesterday, and there is a street that I was turning left onto uh, called Avalon. I think it's Avalon Avenue or something. And you know, okay? When you hear the word Avalon, what's another word that comes to mind? Just just with the th- with the syllables and what's, what's, what's a
1: word? Uh, what? That... Are you serious? Are you serious right now?
3: What? <laughs> what?
1: Babylon by David Gray?
3: Yes. <laughs> Dude, can I just say that I love the fact that you immediately went to Babylon because... Well,
1: because I was thinking like Avalon. Babylon. Babylon. But I didn't think that you would go there
3: dude but that's as soon as i saw on google that i was turning left on avalon in my brain i went Babylon, (laughs) and then dude and i had to play it man so let's fucking do it so and here's the best part about all this dude I, i just just to briefly look into the song um you know just to say something about it for for the what you heard guess when this song came out bro
1: well, I'm looking at it right now, nineteen ninety eight.
3: Okay, and what day did it come out? Oh, I don't know. July twelfth. That's our birthday for people that don't know. We were born on July twelfth. Dude, I love this song. And hey, just look, just press play and let it play at least to the sing to the to the chorus. I mean, the thing too.
1: is, I'm very familiar with the song, so it's not like I'm
3: I don't care, dude. I want to hear it right time. now, bro. I want to hear right.
1: it. Here we go. Let's do it.
2: Friday night, I'm going nowhere. All the lights are changing, green and red. Turning over TV stations, situations running through my head Looking back through time, you know it's clear that I've been blind, I've been a fool To open up my heart to all that jealousy, that bitterness, that ridicule
3: That earworm has been itching my brain for the last 24 hours, man.
1: I mean, it's a great song, man. No doubt about it. It's got a great, great chorus, you know? Yeah.
3: Dude, that's just one of those, you know what? That That's a song to me, like, I feel like that's, it, it, you know, I'm sure David Gray is considered a one-hit wonder, and that's the song, right?
1: So Q, you're such a big fan of the song. Have you yeah. have you listened to any of his other music?
3: No. That's what I'm that's what I'm that's that's what I'm saying. Like I'm sure like Maybe you should, man. Maybe I should, dude. Maybe I should listen to that album. So here's the deal. Okay, so this song to me is on par with I don't even know the name. I think it's I think it's called the Verve. I think is the name of the
1: Oh, the, bitters bittersweet symphony. Fuck
3: yeah, dude. That's one of those songs that just stands the test of time. But and here's the deal. I, I thought the same thing with the Verve, like Dude, I should check out the album.
1: Terrible. Yeah, but <laughs> Terrible. see, that's the thing with a lot of those one-hit wonders, man. There's a yeah. reason that they're one-hit wonders, right? Yeah,
3: they like they fucking, they you know they, they tapped into something, you know. They they just right. had a they just had a good uh, like like you said the the guitar, um, that chorus is just fucking, it, it's it's an earworm. I feel like that's part of the definition of an earworm, you know, a song that gets stuck in your head. It's yeah, it's, just, got a great, uh, it's, just, it's got a yeah. great, great hook. And, dude, unless you're, you know, Paul, George, and John, it's going to be hard for you to tap to top that.
1: You're not going to give Ringo any credit, dude? Okay. And Ringo. All right.
3: All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm
1: sorry, Ringo. I love you. All right. So, so that's 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 good i mean i feel like that's that's probably um uh we we usually don't play mega um well-known songs on this podcast
3: dude i'm glad i'm glad that that song has has found its way under our podcast okay yeah and dude and you know song. what I, I more than anything i just love that as soon as i said the word avalon your brain went to Babylon, and you're not the only one, dude. I I brought it up to Elena last night. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and she's she immediately went to Babylon. It's weird that the word Avalon takes you to Babylon. There's not many
1: words that rhyme with
3: Avalon or Babylon, right? Oh, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so go. then I want to hear you. Let me hear your uh, your fake what you heard, bro.
1: Lay it on me. It well, here's the thing. If, if, if fake just means I haven't, I, I didn't listen to it last mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. Or, or stumble upon it for the first time last week, mm-hmm. then yeah, you can say this is fake. But as you know, I've been, uh, I've been, uh, absent a lot lately yeah. from, uh, no filler. So, you know, this song was, uh, intended to be a, what you heard, uh, weeks ago when I first heard it. So what can I wow. say? Wow. But I think it's kind of, I don't know if this is obvious or not, but I've been listening to a lot of nineties, um, not necessarily emo music, but, uh, alt rock, uh-huh. um,
3: bands in that vein.
1: Yeah. Bands that weren't necessarily, uh, mega successful, um, but bands that, you know, were kind of on the radar a little bit. And this is one of those bands. Uh, they're called Jawbox.
3: J-A-W-B-O-X.
1: That's right, Jawbox. Never
3: heard of them. No surprise.
1: Uh, not there had I until recently. Um, but this, uh, this album came out in 1994. So... You know, right in that, that prime 90s uh, spot in in the decade where, uh, you know, grunge was in full swing. Um, 94
3: was not yet post-grunge, was it?
1: 94 was right so.
3: in the thick of it.
1: Yeah, right in the thick of it. So, I wouldn't put these guys in the grunge camp. I also wouldn't put them in emo. But they have some emo... some some second wave emo tendencies to them. But uh, I don't know. I just really enjoy this album. Uh, The album is called For Your Own Special Sweetheart. And uh, this song is called Cooling Card. So here we go. dude yeah man i mean it's a pretty straightforward you know alt rock song but um
3: i feel like that song belongs on the dumb and dumber soundtrack (laughs) okay (laughs) okay also okay maybe i'm off here maybe it's just me it kind of kind of reminded me of RAM, just in the way that Hmm. he sang
1: i don't know if i agree with you on that one that's why I said I'm a pretty I'm, I'm a pretty uh, pretty big REM fan. So. I think you're
3: probably a bigger fan than me.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. And, I just, uh, in, just in his
3: vocal delivery, uh, yeah. and his kind of like more talking than singing.
1: Nah, I don't know, dude. Maybe one. Maybe you're thinking of like one REM song. That's probably but, the problem. But I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't think. That's of, probably the deal. not a. Yeah, but anyway that's good
3: I liked it that's yeah yeah. and dude you know what it makes me happy that you're giving these artists a chance you know know, you're you're getting into it and and listening to the album all the way through
1: oh absolutely this is what I look I always this is what I like doing I like you know I tell myself hey I love 90s rock right 90s grunge yeah how many bands under the radar are out there that were making great music that I just haven't stumbled upon dude, because for hundreds, the most part, I've only exactly thousands hundreds.
3: because we were too young, dude. Not only That's that, but about. dude, even if we were the, the, like the perfect age, it was so much harder to get into music in the nineties.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, dude. T- like take advantage of, of the endless amounts of streaming music just at our fingertips.
1: Yeah. So this is the kind of, uh, the kind of uh, path that I like to go down. So I'm going to probably just listen to uh, uh, bands that are listed under similar, you know, fans also like or whatever and just so, see where it takes me. Like,
3: So in a couple of weeks when we do our next full length, what are the chances you're going to deliver another 90s, uh, another 90s gym,
1: bro? Unless it just, you know, it, I, I like to change paths quite a bit with my music. So if I'm yeah. listening to, something you know if i switch and now all of a sudden i'm listening to nothing but down tempo for the next two weeks and then i'll bring something like that to the table but
3: well you know what you're never going to hear from me ever again metal because you shit all over me (laughs) a couple weeks ago yeah but
1: that's the thing man if you started getting into metal no dude never. oh you mean that you mean that you mean that band that you brought to the table
3: don't don't you dare i think you gave them enough grief I'm not gonna say their name, dude, because I feel sorry for them, man.
1: It's it's fine. It's just the bands like that are a dime a dozen right now.
3: Oof, my heart.
1: <laughs> I mean, but you didn't—you don't know that, dude. And if you haven't listened to a lot of metal, you don't—you don't realize how generic that was.
3: You know what? I appreciate your input.
1: Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> it's let's get back. It's into Radiohead head, time, sure. dude. Yeah, let's let's go to Radiohead. So we just. Before we did our What You Heard's, we were talking about Creep, right?
3: Hey, dude, let's play Creep. I think it's, we should play Creep. Okay. We did this for All Spoon. Right. Let's play That's Creep. That's fine. If you haven't... So this is going to kind of be, I feel like, kind of what happened when we uh, when we covered Kings of Leon. This is a song that you've probably heard. First thing we did when we got into Kings of Leon was play their mega hit, Use um, Somebody. Right, right. That for us is not a good representation of Kings of Leon. I think right. that "Creep" is uh, "Creep," dude. "Creep" doesn't sound like Radiohead to me.
1: I mean, and you know, it's it, weird, it, dude. It,
3: yeah, the thing about about "Creep," and I mean, I don't know how to uh, you know. I'm lumping Kings of Leon into into this just because that was one of the bands we've covered before. But "Creep" is like the opposite. Uh, for Radiohead because Creep was their earlier stuff, and for right, us right. with a band like Kings of Leon, it's their earlier stuff that was the true like essence of Kings of Leon for us.
1: Yeah, dude, you're absolutely right because with Kings of Leon, their early stuff was more like authentic. It seemed like, yeah. and then their their the later you know their newer stuff just is, bends more and more to the record label to me, right? Versus or the mainstream. Versus yeah. Radiohead was the is the exact opposite. Truly, you know, yeah, so, yes, okay.
3: Right. So, so let's listen to Creep. So, again, this came out on Pablo Honey, which was their first full length album that came out in ninety three. Right, this was their one of their singles on Pablo Honey.
1: All right, I will say this: I don't think it's it's really similar to say that, like playing Creep, so that people can have an idea of who Radiohead is. This is not really the same. Well, as but like, that's, oh, well, I mean, this is kind of what we were doing because, with
3: Spoon, too.
1: Yeah, I know, but Spoon is also one of those bands that probably a good majority of people don't realize that they've heard them, but Radiohead is Radiohead. But we'll do it anyway, because I i think what this will do is uh, show um, just how much they just were how, able to, how much yeah, they changed just, in
3: four years.
1: Right, exactly. Going from Creep to OK Computer and like how drastic of a change that is. Yeah. So here we go. Here's Here's Creep.
3: That doesn't sound like Radiohead to
1: me, man. It's, I mean, you can you can tell that it's Tom York, barely. But you don't get, yeah. I mean,
3: I feel like he hasn't he he like I don't know he he wasn't uh, confident enough in his voice yet because he kind of stays I mean, he's, in the low range.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just this song. Yeah, uh, there are some songs on here. Okay, where you you kind of hear more of his range, but okay, yeah, he wasn't um he wasn't pushing his his vocals to the the limit that he starts to do on like, okay computer. So uh,
3: I don't feel like any of the members of the band were pushing any limits with that song. right.
1: that's that's the thing that stands out to me the most about Pablo Honey and also the bands is that you're not really hearing the other band members aren't being showcased whatsoever. Okay. It's just a generic and I wouldn't say generic, but it, it it sounds like other bands from the 90s.
3: Yeah. And and it makes sense that, that they were able to find success with that song.
1: Right. Now, During that I mean, time. It's also, it's also worth mentioning that it's not like they were making music. Uh, it's not like they were doing this on purpose. Like, hey, I guess, you know, let's let's sound like the other bands that are popular right now just so we can know get signed and, and put a single out right like this is just what they were writing at the time
3: right and i heard i've I read too that like so shit let's let's lay them off the roster i guess
1: huh okay so uh these guys have known each other and have been playing music together since 1985 where they met in high school they uh they formed back in back in 85 in uh, as a band i guess they were they went. They went. Uh, they went by on a Friday. That's their band name. Obviously, if you don't know, Tom York is the lead singer. Uh, he also plays guitar, piano, right? He does a bunch of stuff now, right? I mean, his, he's obviously evolved. He does he does DJ sets and stuff now, right?
3: Yeah, and he's got he's he's released a, a handful of of solo stuff too.
1: Yeah. So uh, Johnny Greenwood is the guitar player, uh, but I think he's kind of more. As as the albums progress, like he becomes more and more uh, involved with like the synthesizers and yes. like, the programming Just of the songs. Just
3: weird experimental shit with with yeah. Yeah, keyboards all, it, and synthesizers
1: and all of the uh, the orchestral arrangements that pop yeah. up here and there throughout their music. That's all him. Yeah, and he's you done
3: know, and he, he's done some soundtracks too, right? Yeah, he did. Shit, uh, he's done there, quite a few, man.
1: Yeah, I think he. I think most notably, he did. Uh, there will be blood. Yeah. right and we do interestingly enough tom york just did the soundtrack for the suspiria remake which makes me want to see that movie even more have you have you you seen the original suspiria dude nope not uh, not it's it's weird but it's also really um
3: what kind of weird like like?
1: uh just it you know it's got 70s written all over it um but from a very like artistic like um,
3: david lynch weird
1: yeah actually a little bit but not 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 to the extreme of like an eraser hit or something like that. (laughs) okay but it's just it's just really cool and the soundtrack is badass cool uh there's this band called the goblins that did the soundtrack back then anyway uh colin greenwood bass guitar uh yes they are related johnny and colin are brothers ed o'brien uh second guitar player he does backing vocals uh he's listed as doing effects um i would think that that uh, Johnny also has effect pedals, right? I mean, the, but oh, yeah. anyway, Ed O'Brien is listed as the effects guy. And then Philip Selway is the drummer.
3: And he's up there, He's in my top five favorite drummers. Yeah. I think we yeah, mentioned he's amazing. this in our can episode, yeah. Yeah, this
1: is what, um, what we're talking about here. As far as like Philip Selway as a drummer, you don't really get to hear uh, how amazing he really is if you listen to Pablo Honey or The Bins. It's just not showcased. I, like he dude, starts to I, change I, his style on OK computer. So
3: I didn't find anything, I, and I don't know if you did either, but I just I just wonder what, what changed.
1: All right, so let's get into that. So, like we said, they come out with Pablo Honey. Creep is uh, this top 40 hit. Uh, that allows them to sort of have some more leeway from the, the label uh, when they make bins. Um, they come out with the bins, and... Uh, to me at least, you know, there's maybe one song or or maybe two songs on there that sort of start to you can sort of get a vibe for some of some of the more like experimental sort of the direction that they start to go. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the bins is just it's kind of it's kind of like Pablo Honey as far as like it's there's nothing too exciting happening. Like it sounds, to me, the bins they sound like. R.E.M. a little bit. I guess his singing style sort of mirrors Michael Stipe of R.E.M. here and there. The mm-hmm. guitar playing and, and the music kind of sounds like some of R.E.M. stuff. It, it follows sort of the same style as other 90s old bands from that time, right? There's a little bit of like, I hear a little bit of Smashing Pumpkins even in there. Cool. Right? So... They tour for the Benz for, like, forever, right? Long, long tour. And then, again, because of the success that they've now had with the Benz and Pablo Honey, basically, they are now able to sort of dictate how they want to record their next album. And they wanted specifically to work with this guy named Nigel Godrick.
3: Which I feel like is almost...
1: Um what's the term? Like another member of the band?
3: I mean, yeah, like like that's a yeah. common a common name. Like for anyone who knows anything about Radiohead, you know the name Nigel Godrich.
1: Yeah, cuz he 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 is the producer from then on out.
3: I mean, he's like um Oh, God damn it. What's the name of the
1: George uh Martin? Yes,
3: Jesus. He's so yeah, he he's like George Martin with the Beatles.
1: Yeah. You could say he's like the, you know, he's like the sixth uh, Radiohead member.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. But anyway, uh, so basically, Nigel and Radiohead, they go, uh, they step away from, like, the studio-type setting to record OK Computer. Kind of reminds me of how Interpol went and recorded Turn on the Bright Lights in that, like, abandoned... It yes. uh, used to be a, uh, a mental institute for children. Yeah, yeah. So Radiohead goes and records OK Computer in this castle, basically. Also, can um, I just
3: say real, real quick here? If we, if we mention a band just kind of out of nowhere, and we don't really follow up on that, and we just kind of talk about it like we assume you know what we're talking about, chances are that's a band we've covered. And if it piques your interest, scroll through our old episode lists chances are you'll find the band that we that we were talking about sorry yeah we
1: talked about kings of leon uh we did an album or we did an episode on kings of leon we did an episode on interpol so yeah sorry yeah. anyways so anyway okay so that's what i'm saying like I, I think that is why when you get to okay computer you can tell that they they are free to kind of do whatever they want and that is why it sounds like it does because uh, they're able to experiment and be creative in, in a way that they didn't feel like they could do with the previous albums. So like, there's this, um, cool. Basically there's this quote here. Let me just say this from Tom York. He says, uh, by the time we got to the end of the bins tour, we felt like, okay, we've done that now. Basically meaning like, okay, we've done sort of, we've done, you know, kind of the expected path, I guess that, that, that you you take but you know like I said they had been touring for a long time they 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 opened for REM on a stint of their tour they opened they, they for they toured out, with
3: uh, Alanis Morissette too I heard right
1: they toured with Alanis Morissette I think on the Jagged Little Pill tour oh yeah um so anyway he said you know they feel like they've they've done sort of the mainstream thing right? and
3: I feel like they were like close to to getting thrown into that uh, one hit wonder. Um, Well, that's okay. We'll talk about that too, right? You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So then he goes on to say: then the record company uh, kind of shut up and went, all right, it's fair enough. Do what you want, and whatever you do next will totally back you. Wow. Uh, And then he says, uh, basically, we want all of our own gear, we want our own studio, and we want to work with Nigel. And they went, okay.
3: Holy shit, dude. Not a lot of bands have that luck. with
1: well, it makes it makes you wonder, labels. like how many how many bands don't feel free to do what they want to do because yeah. of the record label. I mean, I mean, it's it's something that we we all kind of talk about and assume is happening, right? Right. With bands that we love, but uh, you know, in this instance, you could see what happens when a record label says, "Okay, hey, you know what? Go do what it, do whatever you want." Obviously, you got to prove yourself before you can get to that point. But yeah, all right. So yeah, let's talk. Let's let's go into uh, our first pick here. So this song I've always loved the guitar on this song. Uh the the reverb, uh, it's got sort of a um like a tremolo effect on it or something. Uh, but anyway, this this song is called Subterranean Homesick Alien. And and pay attention to the lyrics too because it's, it's love a really cool song. I love this song. The lyrics song. are great. All right, here we go. It's just such a lovely song, man. I mean, it, you know, it just the the guitar just really kind of envelops you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just I very. Feel like, uh, I
3: feel like we should dive into the lyrics before we talk more about the song.
1: Yeah, but I will say this, dude. That, uh, you know, if if you if you're a Radiohead fan prior to OK Computer and you've heard Pablo Honey and you've heard the Bends, when you get to this song. You haven't heard anything like this come out of them, as far as like the sound of the guitar, the you know the keys that are introduced, like sort of that almost like it sounds like a kind of a like a parlophone or something like that. Yeah, whatever that that, that yeah yeah. So this you know, is track just, two.
3: Uh, what are your thoughts on airbag? Track I like one. airbag quite a bit.
1: No airbag great.
3: So uh, so are you saying that this song is even that much more different? Like, like does airbag yeah do you fit more into the bins and the pablo honey sound
1: no i mean that's the thing nothing on okay computer fits in okay. with what they had done previously in my opinion yeah uh so yeah you no know, no I mean yeah you're right it, you know if you push play on okay computer yeah and you've heard the the first yeah it, yeah immediately you're gonna hear uh a different radio head but I'm just saying when you get the subterranean Hubsick like alien like it, it really does have uh this different sound as far as like the what they're doing like there's just so much going on in this song you know yeah and i feel like on the first two albums the musical arrangements were more like straightforward you know what i mean
3: yeah more i guess predictable could even be a word
1: they were more straightforward alt rock songs uh
3: more safe
1: yeah okay if yeah if we know the okay computer if we know the OK computer is them uh being you know creative and taking risks then yeah that's probably true yeah um because they 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 know that they they have the uh they've got the the ability to do it based on what they told their label like hey we did we did the we did the endless tours you know we came up with a big single for you let us go do what we want to do and this is what they end up doing and i think kind of like with interpol uh it seems like the the place that they recorded did have an effect um Basically, they they would record in this big open ballroom in this castle, wow, which had these like wooden floors and wooden panels and this big. They talk about this big medieval tapestry on the wall. Oh, so, dude, yeah, you know, it's got to have an effect on you. And Tom York even talks about. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna wait and, and talk about that in a second.
3: But yeah, okay. uh, you got the lyrics. I want to read the lyrics, dude. So, All right. here are the first two. Um lines or verses so the breath of the morning i keep forgetting the smell of the warm summer air i live in a town where you can't smell a thing you watch your feet for cracks in the pavement so right off the bat for to me this is the song from the perspective of a person that lives in a city or you know or a a, suburb where, yeah, concrete, like, concrete you, jungle. You, yeah, you live somewhere exactly. Like you, you forget the smell of the warm summer air. There's no like, yeah, nature around you, and the only entertainment you have is to watch your step because if you step on a crack, you break your mother's back, kind of thing. You know?
1: Yeah. Sure. Sure.
3: Um. Yeah. And then he says, Yeah. So
1: that's that is one of the themes of this album is yes. like, uh, you know, sort of that. Uh, it's
3: dude, and I've, I've I I love this. Uh, words i I think the word sterile is a great word to describe like this the mega cities and like yeah like you like you said the concrete jump
1: like yeah industrial
3: yes um up above
1: clinical clinical yeah
3: aliens hover making home movies for the folks back home um of all these weird creatures who lock up their spirits drill holes in themselves and live for their secrets um they're all uptight and then he says uptight like dude so when he when he goes into that to that um repetitive you know saying the word uptight over and over he says uptight twice and then that that's when they're really pretty um musical dude can can we can we play that part again that's my favorite part of this whole
1: yeah, the, the song. it's sort of this sweeping. Yes. Uh, it makes me d- dude, you
3: can't not like just kind of sway back and forth and like get into yeah, it, dude. Sure. Let's play it again. Can we do that?
1: Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So are you saying sort and of same, the, dude,
3: and, and this is when like f- like um so one thing I said about Philip Selway and what I like about his drumming technique um is kind of the same along the same vein as Jim Eno, the drummer for Spoon. Um, my favorite kind of drummers are the ones that approach their beats almost like it's a drum machine where it's yeah. very repetitive yeah no and then i love now
1: cute go ahead i was just gonna say that this is one of the what you're talking about right now is another example of something that you didn't hear in the previous two albums is okay selway doing like you said the more like almost um like it's, electronic it's type drum, very beats like, repetitive.
3: Yeah, and then so, but yeah. then yeah, this part we're about to play again. This is when he just kind of it's it's a lot of drum fills and oh, it's just so pretty, dude. It just yeah, they they repeat these lines over and over. Yeah, let's hear it.
1: again it's just such a pretty song yeah Uh, so yeah that guitar in the background that's just kind of building up that sweeping mm -hmm. guitar the drums like you said simple drums but again yeah simple but effective
3: effective. dude that's what i'm all about man
1: Now, cute now this is this is i'm really glad that that this is our next pick because it is a stark stark difference to the sound of of subterranean homesick alien oh yeah as far as like like we said this song is very pretty uh the lyrics are kind of playful, right? He's talking about he'd like to get picked up by an alien yes. ship and, and, and taken dude, I, away from the concrete I'll, jungle. I
3: didn't want to get away from it yet, dude. I just want to read the next line or the next verse, yeah, okay. even though we don't, we didn't play it. I just want to read this real quick because I love this this part. Um, this is more along the lines of you know just some someone that's that's just wishing that they weren't in this concrete jungle. He says, "I wish that they'd swoop down in a country lane." late at night when i'm driving take me on board their beautiful ship show me the world as i'd love to see it i just love that dude
1: yeah 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 it's great okay so uh this next song is called exit music for a film if you've seen the movie romeo and juliet you may recognize the song from the movie Quinn, you're saying it was played in the credits? I don't. I don't know. Exactly. I don't.
3: I do. I'm just. This is just from from a friend of mine told yeah. me. So I but, don't know for uh, sure.
1: I think the song showcases Tom York's vocals um, better than, um, than quite a bit of the songs actually. So just in general.
3: <laughs> to to bring back Interpol again, this is like what when Paul Banks kind of uh, you know uh, hits those. Like, like this is Tom yeah, York, like yeah. s- not screaming, but you know he. This is when he's sure. kind of uh, projecting his voice more and really getting yeah. emotional with his with his voice.
1: But let's not make any mistake about it, dude. Tom York is one of the best vocalists I think in rock history, um, yeah. Or just in history in general, I think. I mean, dude, he's got one of the best. That, that's something that I guess we kind of didn't didn't really mention uh, for Subterranean homesick alien but his vocals um and again like you do you do sense a change in this album uh compared to the previous two
3: but here's the deal dude here's the deal let me just i don't know if you have anyone in your life that feels this way about radiohead but i i know a handful of people shit dude not even a handful so i don't even know if this is relevant But there's some people that just like with Interpol they can't get into Radiohead because of Tom York's voice. Do you know anyone
1: like I, that? No, uh, because I well, I, would, I would stop knowing them at that point.
3: Well, I'm married to someone I get like it. Look,
1: that, I, I mean I get it with I get it with Paul Banks's voice because he has this monotone voice. Yeah. But, but Tom York has such a it's melodic, it's like haunting at times. Yes. It's beautiful, I, dude, you know, you're in the other choir, times dude. You know, like, he sings like... Find me somebody else that sings like Tommy York. you know? You can't do it. You can't. He's such a unique vocalist. Yeah. And this song is a great example of, of just how powerful his vocals can be. Yeah. So anyway, before I push play, let me just say this. This is a quote from... So I, a lot of I read this interview. There's been a lot of kind of reflection and retrospectives on OK Computer uh, because they had their 20th anniversary... Uh, of this of this album was last year so Rolling Stone did this very comprehensive uh, look at the album and they did this interview uh, with the entire group plus Nigel plus a bunch of other people that they interviewed uh, and Tom was talking about recording the vocals for this track and they're kind of jokingly talking about how this old castle that they were recording in was haunted um, I think they legitimately believed that because um, yeah so listen to this quote Tom says, the ghosts would talk to me while I was asleep. You couldn't discern the conversations because there was more than one at the same time. I got really spooked while recording the vocals for exit music. It felt like someone was standing next to me. So keep that in mind when you hear this because his vocals really do sound kind of like this haunted. There's some echo on it and stuff like that. But this song has sort of a creepy vibe to it creepy in a in a very like beautiful way like this is a very it's a much darker song than subterranean Mm -hmm. but his vocals are just incredible so uh let's just let's just play it and we're going to play a good chunk of this because you have to get to the uh sort of the uh the climax if you will of his uh of his vocals so here we go
4: Slow
1: Powerful stuff. Yeah.
3: I don't even know if you want to get into the lyrics or not.
1: Um, no, we don't have to. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what a it's just one of the again, it's one of the songs that kind of leaves you speechless, like you don't know what to say really. Yeah. Because it's so uh there's so much emotion Dude, the, in the vocals. The lyrics, the, oh it,
3: it's it's dark, man. It's, it's, it's really it's dark. It's dark,
1: but it's but it's 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 a beautiful song at the same yeah. time right yeah but I mean it's, it's it's interesting to me that he is hearing these voices and stuff when he, when he's just in this castle and like this song like toward the second verse you start to hear this um this sort of sampled track in the background that's playing and mm-hmm. it, it does kind of sound like there's these swirling uh, there's, voices and y- sounds yeah, like yeah. in your ears uh-huh. and not to mention like it just sounds like Tom is right next to you. Yeah, uh, if you listen to this song with a good pair of headphones, yeah, and he, uh, dude, his voice is so um, loud, but it's also very quiet, right? It's right. Like the His vocals are are you know cranked way up the volume or whatever. Yeah, he's uh, one so of those. He's that,
3: one of those vocalists that really knows how to take advantage of of the microphone as an instrument.
1: You know. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Well. Yeah, it, it, obviously it's like, it's one of those voices where it is an, an instrument. Well,
3: yeah. And it's, it's so it's like, as a, so one thing that, that, you know, if you, if you're a drummer and you take lessons, one thing that they, they tr- will try to teach you is how to finesse your instrument in a way that you can effectively change up a beat simply by playing your hi hat or your snare drum quieter in some parts to you know to 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 have a more of an impact and Tom York does that beautifully with his voice he he can he will quiet down um, you know and you know almost to a whisper it's not a whisper but like yeah like what like you, like you were saying it yeah. sounds like he's yeah. right there just like singing right, right in your ear
1: right so so here's something interesting about that right that was obviously a Decision made by um, Nigel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the producer, right? So, um, the fact that it really does sound like he's right in your ear like that—that um, that was a choice that they made. Uh, they said that they were listening to a lot of um, Johnny Cash um, at Folsom Prison, right? Mm-hmm. So, this is that when he does that recording at the at the prison. Oh yeah, uh, that that concert. Yeah, and apparently, what they noticed about. Uh, Johnny's voice on that album is it does sound like it's right up in the microphone like that and so that influenced them to kind of do that with this song so that's something else that's kind of interesting man I've you know,
3: I've, I've done this before dude I'm gonna get nerdy I can't do this is just the, this is the shit that I love about music man just drawing from from influences and, and past recordings you know and just building upon that to create you know to create these these songs and these moments.
1: Well, I Beautiful, like dude. finding out things like that is what yes. is what I love about digging deep into music. Yes. So, here's something else that I just found out about with regard to this album and Tom's uh influences that he pulled from. So, one of his influences uh for this album was as he says it, the incredibly dense and terrifying sound of bitches brew. The 1970 avant-garde jazz fusion album by Miles Davis. Yeah. Isn't that, I mean, that's just great. I mean, it's, that's incredible to hear that Tom York, of course he listened to Bitches Brew, right? But I mean, it is, it is amazing that he, he hears Bitches Brew and thinks, you know, there's such a dense and like, as he says, terrifying sound on bits and pieces of Bitches Brew, right? That he wanted to capture that on, on this, on this, uh this rock album that they made but yeah so like when you listen to to bitches brew right that was you know that's the album is known for like it was a it was a live session uh album as far as like it was recorded live right during these these uh this very like kind of well-known recording session that davis did with some so like it's got this very uh, like tribal sounds uh-huh. in some instances, very avant-garde uh, like you were saying. Yeah. It's just, it's an incredible album. There's a lot of stuff going on. That's probably what he's, what he means when he says dense and terrifying. But anyway, just hearing stuff like that, uh, it's great. Right. And that's what makes okay. Computer, uh, my, you know, I'm guessing that, that they didn't feel the Tom wouldn't feel comfortable, um, crafting an album that, that, uh, that goes in those sorts of directions. Uh, he wouldn't have felt comfortable on their first two, because you can't really take risks like that when you're when you're first starting out, right? Right. So anyway, so let's go into the next one. Uh, and obviously, we played the whole song there because you can't not play the whole song, right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, now this song, I think the three choices that we had are, are pretty good. Uh, They're very, all three of. very different. Yeah, which is which is great. So, and electioneering. Sorry,
3: I just jumped the gun, but yeah, our next pick is electioneering, and this is this, this is tied. I think for like you know this is up there for me for favorite song on this album. Um, I love this song, dude.
1: Yeah, it's a good song. All right, so here we go. This is called electioneering. Yeah, what's great about uh this song is it just shows again just how diverse his vocals are because he's there's there's a little bit of like uh, uh some gravel like hoarseness in his voice mm-hmm. in this song dude which, which lends itself perfectly to the to the the vibes of the song rock harder rock song mm-hmm. right compared to the last one yeah dude but yeah
3: i dude, i, mean, he, I love his you know, voice in this song man and what yeah. you know what's great man um he he continues to 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 Release songs like this. Um, I mean, I say it continues to, but like one of my favorite songs on In Rainbows, uh, Body Snatchers, dude, it's got that same vibe where it's just like. I
1: mean, In uh, Rainbows came out like over a decade ago, so I know, man. just want to put that out there. I know. But uh, like still, there, there's not there's not too many songs on, or, or any songs, I don't think, on, on a moon shaped pool that sound uh, like this. But that's but, the
3: thing about Tom York and Radiohead, dude. Give it another five ten years you know
1: they are the most um i think they're the most like diverse uh experimental band uh, of all time as far as like like you say, their sound you never know they who, will what you're gonna get with yeah, a radiohead album they will they will go like anywhere with their sound you know yeah because they're so that's that's the thing and we haven't really said this i mean i think it goes without saying but Obviously, we've talked about Tom York and what a great vocalist he is. But every single one of these musicians are are some of the best yeah. uh, out there, right? Yeah, dude. And that's why their music is so incredible. And because, that's an like, with this song, man. Yeah, if you listen to the guitar playing yeah. on "Electioneering," yeah, dude, especially I love during the, the guitar work and during the chorus too. Like it mirrors uh, Tom's voice perfectly. Yeah. Like he's going down. He's 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 following the same kind of melody. Uh, that that York's voice is taking, but he's kind of you know, it's a really it's really kind of in sync. You have to kind of pay attention to it, but it's really awesome. Yeah, so that's that's it. I mean, that's a quick, just a quick peek at at OK Computer. Obviously, this is you know, I think this this is one of those albums that makes uh, lists of uh, you know. Sp- Top 100 albums you need to listen to before you die, or, or whatever. Right? This is just one of those albums that uh, that you got to listen to. Yeah. Um, if you haven't already, give it just push play and um, just kind of like the three songs that we played for you. Like you're 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 definitely gonna hear a lot of different, a lot of different sounds. But this is when Radiohead sort of takes a turn, and they even they even spelled it out for us in this interview that like they they did the sort of the alt rock you know generic 90s alt rock sound for a couple of albums they toured for a long time they did kind of what they were supposed to do and then they said okay let's let's make an album that's that's more kind of creative and more experimental let us do what we want to do you know name our own producer go find our own studio and that's okay computer and from then on it's been basically they, they you know they don't follow any any rules you know what i mean yeah radiohead is radiohead there's no other band like them yeah dude um, and
3: we're going to we're going to uh, get into that even more in a month when we cover kid a dude i can't
2: wait
1: yeah i guess it will be a month so yeah so uh, we didn't really uh, say this at the beginning of this episode but we're going to do kind of what we did with spoon uh where we're going to do a, do a Radiohead album. Uh, the next major, or the next full episode will be another band, whatever band we decide to talk about. And then we, we'll come back and do another Radiohead album. Uh, and we're going to do that up up to In Rainbows. So You got a lot to cover. Um,
3: a lot to cover.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked, man. Me too, I, I can't wait. Me too. Um, you know, I think uh, Hail to the Thief uh, is it's one of my favorite Radiohead albums. Um, but there are songs on every single album that are just uh, incredible. I think I'm most excited uh, to, to listen songs.
3: to some Kid A on this podcast, man.
1: Are you excited because you haven't really delved into it no. too much? Or is this one of your... That's, this is that, your favorite album? Kid
3: A might be my favorite. Okay. I don't know, dude. That might, yeah. my, my mind might change.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, if you haven't really... Uh, yeah, sure. So anyway... Uh, uh, I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do next. Um, I think our next,
3: let's not, Hey, let's not spill beans, bro.
1: Okay. All right. So, all right. So that's that. Uh, yeah. We'll have our sidetrack episode next week. Um, and, um, that's it. So yeah, uh, if you're not already subscribed to us, you can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes, uh, or Pretty much any other podcast app that you use, uh, go to our website nofillerpodcast.com, uh, where you can see show notes. Uh, basically, we, you know, you can listen to the episode uh, from the website, and you can um, read any sources that we may have pulled from. Uh, we post uh, links to articles, sometimes videos, uh, live concert footage if we if we play something from a concert. But anyway, you can find pretty much any information you need to about this podcast and the episodes on our website. And again, that's nofillerpodcast.com. Uh, so uh, that's that.
3: You got Cute. an outro lined up, brother?
1: Uh I sure don't.
3: <laughs> okay, let's let's fucking find something. Let's let's do no, hang on. Wait, hey, let's just I got do here some here we go, REM, here dude. we go.
1: No, nah, man. No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Because we're going to do an REM episode pretty soon. Okay. So I got I got something. Okay. Uh, So they came out with, last year, they came out with the 20th anniversary edition of OK Computer. Yes, sir. Uh, so it has a great, lot of extra dude. material. Yeah,
3: it's it's remastered, and it is a thing of beauty. If you got a nice pair of speakers, give it a listen. Whew. You can tell the difference, dude. Uh, dude, I remember the first time I listened to it, like, I, when, as soon as it came out, I listened to it on you know a good pair of speakers and i was just blown away dude i felt like i was listening to the album for the first time
1: yeah so anyway they they they, um on this album there are some tracks that that they had written and and recorded that didn't make it onto the album when it was originally released so we're going to play one of those songs uh this song is called lift so that's what's going to play us out uh again my name is travis
3: and my name is quentin
1: again we'll uh holla at you next time. This is No Filler Music Podcast. Bye.
0: What'd do you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing?
4: What's the problem? What's the problem?
0: Would you lie? Would you cheat?
4: Would they shop? Would they shop?
0: Would you kill?
4: Yes! <laughs> my is dead! My is right there!
0: From airship